You are listening to episode number 13 of the Fit Successful Dad Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Gordon, and once again, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode number 13 of the Fit Successful Dad Podcast, and if you are joining us for the first time, awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. I'm glad you made your way here, and if it was through a recommendation or whether it was through the website, I'm glad to have you, and so thank you and welcome once again, and if you are a returning listener, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope that I am providing as much value for you as you're expecting to get out of this podcast, and I hope that you're enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying making it. So with that, I'm going to dive right in. So this episode, episode number 13, is an interview with a highly successful uh, entrepreneur, mother. Her name is Kelly Fidio, and she's someone that I met through a mastermind that I'm part of, and she's an incredible woman with uh, some incredible success behind her, and uh, she tells that whole story. But one of the things that I loved about Kelly's story is that she went from, uh, like like a lot of these interviews, a, a stay-at-home mom, really didn't have much going on you know, in terms of work life. Now, she is extremely busy with her family. She has two, two children, two daughters, and she's married. So she has things that she so bluntly puts it, um, that she has to deal with called (laughs) domestic duties. And she talks about that, but she talks about wanting more kind of out of life. And she did a little research online. She found out about a couple of opportunities online that anybody can be involved in and anybody can jump on. And she went ahead and created a physical products brand. And that physical products brand is basically a lifestyle brand for women. And she'll get into that in the interview as well. But she took that brand, that concept of which she was her target audience. So she was her ideal customer. And she built this whole brand and marketed it very cleverly and used amazon.com as her launch and sales and fulfillment platform. And she drove all her traffic there. And now... As of the end of 2016, she was just shy of $2 million in sales, right? So almost multiple seven figures. And in 2017, she's looking to 1.5x her sales for the entire calendar year. And just the way she talks about it and based on her history, I am very confident that she's actually going to hit that. So this is just one more example of what you can do and what has been done with just a little bit of drive, a little bit of determination, a couple hours a day of efficient time spent working on it, and really just perseverance, determination. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and transfer over to the interview with Kelly. Uh, But before I do, just one last quick thing. I want to give everybody a fair warning that I do record my podcast at my home studio, and from time to time, Uh, timing just doesn't quite work out and I have an audience. And in this particular case, this interview was conducted with an audience of a particular five-year-old who just happens to be my son, who just happened to be upstairs in the kitchen, who just happened to be taking slap shots off of my refrigerator. And if you listen real closely, and in some cases you may not have to listen too closely, you can hear a little bit of the commotion going on. Uh, but it's, uh, it's something that I actually love being around all the time. And um, 
I don't think it's a distraction from the interview. There's still tons of value here, and I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. Okay, with that, I'm going to transfer it over. Kelly Fidio. I was really excited to get you on here, and I want to dive into all that business stuff, and especially how you managed to do all of that and do uh, the home life stuff and keep it all you know, moving forward and everyone happy and healthy and everything. But before we do that, I want you to take a couple minutes and just kind of uh, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're excited about right now. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Gordon. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, you mentioned the juggling act, and it is a never-ending juggling act, but, you know, we as parents and entrepreneurs, we're always going through that. But just a little bit about me and what I'm excited about right now. Um, I'm, you know, a happily married mother of two. We live in Redondo Beach, California, which is an absolutely awesome place to live. We relocated here a couple years ago and living the beach life, so it's wonderful, and I'm very blessed to be able to do that. And... Um, you know, I'm always excited about my business. It, it's it's a blessing and a curse because I am definitely, you know, a workaholic. And I could pretty much spend 24-7 on my business if I wanted to because I, I love, you know, doing what I do and all of the awesome people that I've met um, since starting this business. Um, so I have to pull my, myself away at times, both mentally and physically. Um, but probably what I'm the most excited about right now, which is something that I, you know, it's an evolutionary process, but it's just product development. And I had the opportunity to go to China last year for the first time. And um, that's where I source all of my products currently. And I'm headed back again um, next month in March. So I'm really excited. I feel like now that I've been through it once, I feel like I have a much um, better perspective on, you know, how to efficiently spend my time there. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to hopefully sourcing a lot of new products that will um, be great for not only the summer months, but also already thinking about Q4 of 2017. So. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, earlier in our, our initial interview, you, you said you did about $2 million in 2016. Is that right? Yes, a little shy of two million. That was my my gross number, and you know, obviously, there are a lot of expenses that that come out of that, especially since I'm still growing and um, and so forth. But you know, I'm I'm really proud of that number, and you know, my goal is to, as time progresses, to continue to tighten the ship and you know, increase those profit margins, both from a product perspective as well as an operational. Uh, perspective. I've, I've definitely got some work to do there. <laughs> so, uh, well, two million is, is definitely nothing to you know to shy away from. That's that's pretty serious. And that was last year. So I'm curious now, moving forward, um, 2017. Is there a target that you're aiming for this year? Absolutely. I mean, I, I always, you know, I think most entrepreneurs tend to be very lofty, but I'm also a big realist. So, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these people that's going to tell you that I'm going to 10x my business. Um, you know, I am shooting for 2x, but I would be happy and let's say proud of myself given my, you know, uh, very busy, you know, family life that I so cherish. I'd be very happy with 1.5x this year. Well, yeah, I'd say even repeating 2x you know, from the position I'm standing in is is still phenomenal, especially considering, like you mentioned earlier, the juggling act that you've got going on. So uh, anyway, that's that's awesome. And I, I'm not uh, for one second doubting that you're going to be able to accomplish that. 
Thank you. <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, so you've created this business, right? And this business primarily runs on Amazon. And I will, I will have you kind of delve into that in a minute. But um, sure, you know, we'll do that in a second. But before we do that, so you've created this business. You continue to run it successfully, and I, I, I believe it's a physical products brand, right? That you're running. Yes. And so, what about this business? And any other businesses are you doing to bring in revenue, or is it just this Amazon um, products line that you're running? It's uh, I solely focus on my e-commerce business, and you know, at the present time and for the foreseeable future, that's you know, ninety-seven percent based on Amazon. And you know, there's obviously lots of chatter in our industry about the need to uh, diversify and go multi-channel, and you know, pursue your own e-commerce site and other sales channels such as retail. And you know, I'll be honest. Um, you know, the last podcast interview I did with Ryan Moran, you know, we talked about this, and I still stay true to my opinion that I shared back then is that I'm head down, focused on. Um, continuing to, uh, you know, build my brand off-site, but direct the traffic and the sales to Amazon. I still think that that is the best use of my time and, you know, continue to be in a really good cash flow position, which is going to allow me to continue to um, source products. You know, I've, uh, thus far to date, I haven't take on, taken on a lot of debt. And I do have access now to, you know, extensive lines of credit, but um, you know, I really believe in running a lean machine and, you know, fortunately I'm able to reinvest, um, you know, most everything back into the business with, you know, taking a small salary, um, which I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. But I really do believe in, in running a lean operation. And if you start going into too, too many different directions and diversifying too quickly, I think that that can do a lot of harm. So I'm still really focused on Amazon at this point and, and launching my products there while I work on my e-commerce site simultaneously. Oh sure, yeah. Well, I mean, the more, the more, I guess, moving pieces you add to the machine, the more complicated it's going to get. The harder it's going to be controlled. So I, we all understand that. Um, and you kind of answered a question that I was going to ask, which was, you are taking the majority of your your sales, the majority of your revenue, and you are feeding that back in directly in order to Absolutely. scale. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do have to take a salary, of course, for for tax purposes and and so forth, and that's nice. Um, but um, yeah, we're we're in the position where we don't live on the, the revenue generated by this business. My husband does have a full-time corporate career, which he's amazing at and loves. And so, you know, I'm really blessed to be in that position because I know a lot of people can't do that. So um, that really does help. Right. Well, it certainly doesn't hurt that you have the grind and the determination to keep this thing <laughs> propelling forward. So that's awesome. So how big is your team currently right now? My team still consists of myself and I have one um, full-time employee and she pretty much handles just anything customer facing. So not only on Amazon, but off Amazon, which we do get a lot of inquiries coming in for, you know, wholesale agreements and, you know, um, promotional opportunities and so forth. So she handles all that and all the social media responses and things like that. And then Amazon, um, you know, one thing that I've tried to do from the outset is to emulate Amazon to the best of my ability in terms of being customer centric and customer obsessed. And so, um, you know, that was my first hire and she's still my only hire. I am I'm currently exploring different options to bring on somebody to really help in an operational role. Um, whether that's just Amazon operations or the entire thing. And in the meantime, you know, I'm going to focus on what I do best and that's, you know, product development and also, you know, the paid advertising opportunities within Amazon. 
Um, that's been a big revenue driver for my business and continues to be. So, you know, that's what, that's what I focus on, but I really, I, I really do need some help. So if anybody out there is looking, <laughs> um, for a, um, pretty much almost full-time position, um, you know, I, I, I've thought about posting that in various groups and so forth because I, I, I am looking and I've interviewed and gone through a lot of different routes to find this person and haven't quite found that person yet. So it's, it's probably my fault. I'm a bit of a control freak like most entrepreneurs are. So it's hard for me to give away control because I, I really do, um, thrive within Amazon and, and love the platform and, uh, you know, I've taken a great interest in learning the A9 algorithm and all the different ways to work within it and, and thrive. So it, it's hard for me to let that go, but it definitely is time. Oh, sure. Yeah. That whole hire slowly, fire fast thing. The hire slowly part is the part that you know, some people hire a little too slowly. I'm one of them. Yeah, too. I'm that's, guilty me. Of that. that's me, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So let's, let's step back just a little bit and I want you to go back in time and um, kind of tell us how you got this whole brand and business model started. Um, you can be as specific as you want about the brand and the products you sell or the market that you're targeting. Um, but we really want to understand how this mother of two with a husband who works a full-time corporate job and, and you who maybe, I don't know, maybe you worked at the time or not. You can, you can be, um, you can tell us a little bit about that. How did you go from that point to where you are now? Sure. Well, you know, it's, um, you know, a lot of things happened along the way, you know, and, and you go through various life stages. So, you know, um, back, back in the day when my kids were little, um, actually after, they, my oldest was two. I, at that time was working as an attorney. I was a civil litigation attorney. And, um, that was something that I had always had my, um, sights on. Even since I was in high school, I knew I wanted to practice law. I just think because I've got a very analytical brain rather than the creative brain type of brain. Um, I just gravitated towards that. And, um, you know, I practiced law for a little shy of 10 years. And then after having children, things dramatically changed in terms of priorities and, and, you know, what I wanted out of my lifestyle as not only as a mom, but as a wife and just as a, a person. Um, so, you know, I, I stopped working and that was a really hard decision to make, but I did it. And, um, I just enjoyed for, you know, uh, several years just being a mom. And I just, you know, um, really enjoyed being uber involved in my kids and, and all of their school activities and so forth. But, you know, after a while you start to kind of want to build up that sense of self again. So I knew that I wanted to get back into the game in terms of, you know, finding a passion and, um, you know, creating, um, wealth for my family. That was my goal from the outset, but to also do something that I loved and I was passionate about. So, um, I knew it had to involve the internet. That was like really the only, <laughs> only, um, clue I had at the time that I knew I wanted to work from home and I didn't want to work for somebody else. So, you know, I dabbled in a lot of different you know, internet marketing types of things like a lot of us have and eventually stumbled into e-commerce and, you know, it, it kind of progressed really quickly from there in determining that I knew I didn't want to sell other people's products. I didn't want to be a reseller. I didn't want to, you know, um, you know, buy wholesale and sell. I wanted to have my own brand. So, you know, it was around that time that, you know, this whole business model that we've all come to know and love, um, of private labeling and, um, launching physical products brand on Amazon became really red hot. And, you know, I just jumped in with both feet and haven't looked back and I still continue to love it to this day. It's changed a lot, but still love it. And I love the challenges that it, it provides. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely challenging at times. That's for sure. Um, wow. That's great. So, um, you know, from a litigation lawyer, 
to selling physical <laughs> products online. Um, yeah. Do you can you talk a little bit about your your target market and how you acquired them, other than just having products online that people are searching for? Was there anything? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Well, you know, I you hear different advice from different trainings and and other successful entrepreneurs about you know whether you follow your passion or you follow where the money is. And I wanted to do a little bit of both, but I knew that. I wanted my target market to be women <laughs> because obviously I can relate to women. <laughs> and um, I, you know, in the beginning really set out to um, appeal to, you know, women more in my demographic, you know, married with, you know, um, school age children and so forth. And interestingly, in the demographic data that I've been able to decipher based on the very limited, you know, stuff that we get from Amazon, but, you know, like getting customer data and being able to upload that into Facebook and, you know, different keyword queries and things like that. You know, I, I actually have quite a big millennial <laughs> following as well. And so, you know, my, my company is a women's lifestyle products company, which is very broad. And I did that very intentionally because I knew that the products that I wanted to sell were really just to provide women with an experience of, you know, adding something fun and a little pizzazz to everyday life. And so all of the products that I source and develop and sell um, really fit that mold. And um, it gives me a lot of breath to really um, um, build out that product line. And, you know, I also recognize very early on that I, you know, I've always been very passionate about gift giving. It's, to me, it can be overwhelming when major holidays come about, you know, Q4 and Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, you know, what do you get, you know, your mom, your sister, your best friend, your husband. <laughs> yeah, sure. And so I, I also really strive to create products that, that made great gifts. So, um, you know, that's kind of where my company fits in, in terms of catering to, um, you know, women who, you know, have a discerning palate in terms of want something that's very aesthetically pleasing, very functional, good value, great customer service, and, you know, fun products that they can be proud to either use themselves or give as gifts. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. It's uh, refreshingly original from some of the other things that I've come across uh, getting ready for this podcast and people I've interviewed. So, um, that's, that's very specific too, which is also something I love. So you, there is no doubt in your mind, the type of audience that you're trying to go after the type of, of, um, of market. Right. And I think that's pretty clear at this point, right? Absolutely. But I, I would say Gordon that, you know, one of my struggles has been, um, and something that, you know, I'm starting to spend more and more time on is to really, really dig deep and understand my customer. And, you know, there's so many different ways we can go about that. Now, I don't have a lot of experience with driving outside traffic. And despite the fact that I've taken several courses and trainings and all of that, but I'm really delving into that more. And, um, you know, using um, data that we do get from Amazon as a basis to kind of, you know, like I mentioned before, um, there's ways that you can get, you know, email addresses and upload those to Facebook and get really good demographic information and create lookalike audiences from there. And, um, you know, I'm not afraid to spend money on advertising, outside advertising, that is, to, to, to gain that understanding even more. So it's, it's really fun. I, you know, I want to devote more and more time to that. And that's another reason why I need some help with just, you know, the day-to-day -day operations is so I can focus more time on that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I love the fact that you're aggressive enough to actually invest money in things that don't give you an immediate return because a lot of people are turned off by that. And that's one of the things that leads to failure, obviously. So that's, that's great that you have the, the, the insight, you know, to, to see that ahead of time. 
Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I am not. I'm not afraid. Of, but but then again, with running the tight ship, sometimes that can be a problem. So sometimes <laughs> I need to button it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say was the hardest part about getting this whole thing up and running from day one to where you are now? Like, what was the the biggest obstacle? It could be mental, it could be physical, cash flow, scheduling, whatever. What would you say was the hardest? It's. I mean, it's a little bit of all of the things that you just mentioned. I mean, cash flow is always an issue. That's one of the biggest hurdles right now. And you know, it's not that I'm not comfortable with risk because I am, but I really have just had it etched in my brain since the beginning that I don't want to take on a lot of debt to support my business. So, you know, I do realize that that might be inhibiting my growth somewhat, but it's just, it's just a mental, you know, block that I have that, you know, even if I have access to, you know, a quarter million dollars line of credit, it's like, am I going to take that? You know, I just don't feel comfortable with it. So, Cash flow is an issue. Um, you know, obviously things have changed since I got started. I got started in, you know, the, the middle of 2014. Um, things were a lot easier back then. Um, you know, they're not so anymore. Not to say that there's not great opportunities because there still is. But, um, you know, definitely has gotten very competitive. And, um, you know, it's it's always a struggle every time you launch a new product that they'll just be you know, a bunch of copycats just following your coattails and, you know, doing the same product and, you know, copying verbatim things from your listings and, and, and all of that, that gets really old. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure that those are struggles that everybody faces in, in this in this line of work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Anyone who's gone through FBA at one mm-hmm. point or another, if you've been in it long enough, you've experienced that, myself included. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's a barrel of fun. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So cash flow, I agree. That's, that's, that's very challenging at times. And I think that's another thing that everyone can kind of resonate with. Um, but what would you say was like the huge sigh of relief, right? So you're going along, you're adding products, you're adding variations, you're expanding your brand, you're scaling and it's getting harder, you know, you're selling, but maybe you're not quite making enough to, to really invest a ton back in. What was the point where I guess the turning point where you had just this huge sigh of relief that, okay, this is working and I can scale this up and I can launch this into the, the millions plus in terms of sales. I think the biggest thing is seeing that my brand that I have really built primarily on Amazon is starting to be recognized. And I can see that through keyword queries in Amazon pay-per-click data as well as the Amazon marketing services data that um, there are people that are searching for my brand name and, and buying at a significant level. So that to me, I feel like I've arrived. Um, and now I really need to take it to the next level and focus on my off Amazon branding and, um, you know, my e-commerce site and, and all of that, that gives me the confidence to go forward with it, you know, that it's working. So I'm, I'm really excited, and that's you know where I'm focusing a lot of my energies at, at present. No, that's incredible. So you've built it to this point now where people are searching for your brand and your brand only, and they don't care how many copycats are out there that make something that may be just as good or may even look a little cooler or whatever. They want your product. And I, I think that's something that probably every brand builder is you know, hopeful of. So that's awesome. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so how many hours a day? Would you would you say you, you you spend on work and how does that really function with having the kids in the house and having your husband around? You know what what's that look like? Well, you know I've got a really 
again, blessed life and existence here because, you know, my, my girls are age 10 and 13, so they're in school. So, you know, I, you know, still get up with them every morning. I make them breakfast. I make their lunches. I see them off to school. And then I usually will come home and, and do um, some domestic duties, grocery shopping, taking the dog out, laundry, all of those typical things. And um, I'm pretty much working throughout the day until I pick them up from school. Um, but, you know, a really concentrated amount of time where I'm really like nose to the grindstone, it's probably, I would say, about four hours a day. Um, and I feel like that's plenty. Um, you know, I just recently read this great book, um, and I can get into it a little bit more later, but it really is about, um, against being a workaholic. And I think that so many people in this business say, you know, you've got to work a hundred hours a week to really get to the top. And, um, you know, I just don't believe that's So it's, it's being smart with your time. And believe me, I have a long ways to go with that. I mean, I can definitely waste time, you know, looking at all the Facebook groups and doing this just as good as the next person. <laughs> but I feel like I'm pretty efficient with my time. Um, and you know, really what it comes down to is getting rid of the bottleneck in my business, which is myself. There's only so much that I can do and looking for good people to take on some of that responsibility. Oh, Kelly, it is so refreshing to hear you say some of that stuff about not being a workaholic because I know so many people that honestly spend four or five nights a week just grinding away after work, trying to make something out of nothing, but their time spent is, is like just ultra inefficient and nothing ever comes of it or very very little comes of it and i'm a big fan of doing focused sprints like small sprints of time where i'm a thousand percent hyper focused and and you know there's no distractions no one's around phones off and i'm just driving and i get more done in that you know small 30 40 minute window of time than i could in like a three or four hour window if i wasn't focused and i, I have a feeling that that's kind of how you work and that's great i love to hear that four hours a day yeah. yeah, it definitely takes practice. It's not something that is easy, but I think that, and when I say four hours, I don't mean like four straight hours or consecutive hours. Of it's, not. No, it's you know, broken up, I, right? Broken up. And yeah, I need breaks. Like I, you know, uh, I like to go for my runs every day. I, you know, like to go hang out with the dog for a little bit, go have a cup of coffee. Um, you know, I, there's just no way that I could work that straight four hours. But again, that's the, the beauty of this business is we're in control of it and we can spend our time, you know, the, the best way that we think without having to answer to anybody. I love it. I, I think it just comes down to efficiency. And you are proof that anyone really, you know, you got two kids, you're married, you have uh, you spend a tremendous amount of time with your family. You said you cherish it tremendously, and I believe that you've got all these what you're calling domestic duties, right? And <laughs> and you are able to invest approximately four hours, broken up across a day, to build a business that's now um, had what two million sales last year, and you're projecting you know more this year. So that's that's incredible, and I that's the goal. Yeah, and that's, so I'm 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 a firm believer that anybody can do something similar if they just are efficient with their time and, and you know lay out a good strategy and are passionate about it and driven so that's it's very inspiring very motivational i love hearing it it's incredible and oh, i love the fact thanks. that you don't work 100 hours a day and you know stay up all night and you know try to distance yourself from your family and do all the you know those those things those tactics to try and get ahead that's so that's great that's really cool to hear i did in the beginning I did in the beginning, but I started to, I was living on four hours sleep and it, I wasn't happy, you know, so I, I've changed that around. I go to bed at a reasonable time every night now, 
um, and spend time with the kids in the evening. And like I said, it's a constant, you know, ebb and flow. I mean, certainly there'll be times where I'll be, you know, kind of preoccupied with things, but for the most part, I feel like I've got a really good balance, but it takes time to get there. It does. I think what, what maybe I wasn't totally clear and I mean I want to make sure the listeners understand this when Kelly says she works maybe four hours a day that doesn't mean that she's working exactly four hours a day every day and then that's that it's a probably an average over you know a period Absolutely. of time you know would probably average out to about four hours a day broken up into small chunks so Absolutely. yeah so I okay just to be totally clear and uh, and that's gonna happen you know things are gonna come up that require that extra hour or two and then you're going to have light days where maybe you don't need to sit there and stare at your computer and, you know, write more emails or do more, um, <laughs> you know, SEO or whatever, you know, you can back away from it. So, uh, that's really cool. It's good to hear. So do you, do you schedule in certain periods of time, you know, around your kids, around your husband, like you always work from, you know, seven to eight at night or something, or do you just kind of like kind of work to the day, um, the rhythm of the day of how it's going, like the drumbeat of the day? It- that it would be that it's, it's really just kind of evolved into that. Um, you know, and it's not to say that I'm, once the kids get home from school, I'm completely in in mom mode. No, I mean, they're, you know, they're 10 and 13. So, you know, they're doing homework, they're on their iPads, they're, you know, they have, they're involved in a lot of activities, you know, surfing, basketball, soccer, just to name a few. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm still probably getting some work done in there, but it'll be, you know, get some work done, go make dinner. You know, take the younger daughter to basketball practice, come home, get a little bit of work done, go watch a show with the kids, you know, t- tuck them in. I mean, we still have our nighttime routine. Um, so it's it's really evolved um, since I started, you know, hardcore focusing on this business, working from home. And like I said, it's a great balance, but it, it takes time. So anybody that's just getting started, you know, it's um, it takes time to get there, I think. And you have to be, you know, not so hard on yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that's great. That's great. So has being an entrepreneur and, and building this brand up from nothing, has this changed the way that you approach raising your, your kids? I mean, has it affected your outlook on things like pushing higher education in college or the importance of working a real job or anything like that? You know, I'm still very traditional that way. And I think it's just because of the, you know, the way that I was raised and, and the path that I pursued Um, but the thing is, is I want my, my girls to, to understand that they can do whatever they want. If they want to go work for somebody for a little while, that's perfectly fine. In fact, like, I mean, they kind of, even though they're still young, they, they kind of look at, you know, me working for myself as kind of, kind of boring, you know, they'd rather go, you know, have some big career and, um, you know, they have to live that life and figure that out for themselves. But I want them to be able to, you know, have their pick of the litter with college education. And I want them to be able to go through college and really go all in, in terms of the social and academic experience and not have to work like I did. I mean, not that I'm feeling sorry for myself, but you know, I worked all throughout college and, um, you know, and then in law school. So it was, um, you know, I, I want them to have that freedom to, to really, live life and explore everything that's out there and let them come to the decision if they choose that they want to be, you know, entrepreneurs. I would love it if that happened, but it's, it's not expected or pushed on them by any means. I want them to figure it out for themselves. Yes. Totally open. Whatever they want to do, they can do. I, I like that outlook. That's, that's, um, that's, that's gotta be good for them too. You know, they, they see both ends cause your, your husband works in corporate position and, and you used to be involved in, in law and you know, now you're working for yourself and you said, you know, right now they might think it's boring, but you know, what about 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you know, they may, may, they may look back and 
think about what it was like when they were at home and their mom was, you know, working for herself and, you know, doing all these, these things and really not driving into an office and grinding away every day and, you know, that you found a way to, to build this successful business. You know, they may change their tune if, uh, if they choose to go corporate, you know, they may change their tune eventually or vice versa. You know, so that's, that's exactly, cool. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, the way you just put it was so succinct. It's like they will, it, it'll only be something they realize in time. Like right now, of course, they think what I'm doing is boring, sitting at home on my computer, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound too fun, but you know, they'll, they'll get it as time goes on, you know, find yeah. their way in the world. That That's really, really cool. Um, so has being a parent affected your business building at all? You know, has your, I guess your perspective on building your brand from scratch, has that changed over time as your, as your daughters have continued to grow or, um, you know, has it, has it affect, just affected your perspective at all in your decision making? Yeah, I, well, I would say that, you know, as your children grow from, you know, toddlers to, you know, elementary school and now, you know, next year my daughters will be entering high school and middle school. And so, you know, the demands as a parent change and, you always think it's going to get easier at the next stage. You know, I mean, even though it's been some years now, I can remember the sleepless nights and just being exhausted because it was so physically intensive. But as they get older, especially having girls, you know, it can be um, mentally intensive. And, you know, entering into the teenage years now, I mean, that is an extremely critical time for me to be there as a mother and as a parent. And my, and my husband is there as well. I mean, you know, we are, you know, he, he's a great father. He's very involved and so, um, you know, I think my girls, you know, are very fortunate and will have a great foundation as they, you know, enter into these years. Um, but, you know, it, it always makes me appreciate that much more that I have the flexibility and ability to be there for them for whatever they need. And, um, you know, the, the challenges I know are going to come. I mean, I have really good girls that are straight A students. They're both very active, um, very social and, and all of that. Um, but there's going to be challenges that come. You know, I remember being a teenager, <laughs> a teenage girl. <laughs> and um, those, those days are coming. So <laughs> I'm bracing myself right now. Oh, boy, they're coming. Yeah, I have two older sisters and I... Um... I don't know how my parents did it so successfully. They did. They got through it. They got through it. And it was relatively harm seamless, you know. But they, um, yeah, I remember it being a little crazy. So that's yeah. that's great, though. That's that's awesome. Um, okay, I kind of have one last question. It's it's more of an open ended. I get well, not open ended, but it's it's a bigger, like broader picture question. Sure. And it's really it's to communicate some of the the things that you've learned over the years doing this and um and pass it on you know that whole phrase where you, you get to the top right you take the elevator to the top it's kind of your responsibility to send the elevator back down i think that's that's an old quote i can't remember where i heard it um, i love it i've never yeah. heard that before that's, yeah that's no really it's, it's, i thought that was kind of interesting i heard it years ago and, and i recently heard it again i don't remember where though uh but anyway so if you i want you to imagine yourself at a, a podium and you're standing in front of a ballroom or a function room full of parents now these are specifically parents so they have one or more kids and these parents, they want to pursue some kind of entrepreneurship. They want to turn their vision into reality. But all of them, every single one in the room is looking at you and they don't think that it's possible to do what they want to do given their schedule, money, energy, time, etc., whatever. What would you tell all of them? You're standing up at that podium, you're looking out, what would you tell them? As cliche as this sounds, Gordon, I would tell them that all it takes is consistency, consistent action. Even if it's 20 minutes a day, 
to get started, take consistent action. And, you know, it will involve just a little bit of sacrifice, whether that's, you know, a TV show or something. But if you just get started on that path, you'd be amazed how much you can add just a little bit to each day, taking away something else that's not so important and anything's possible. And there's so much opportunity out there. I mean, there's never been another time in history where it's possible to do what we do. It's, it's mind blowing sometimes. And I get so, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't watch the news and I'm not really very political, but I get so angry with people who complain about how there's no opportunity in this country and, and these type, this type of sentiment, because it couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> well, I couldn't agree more to be honest with you. So that's great to hear. Now, so I understand you, uh, you do some very, very limited, but you do some one-on-one Amazon coaching. It is very limited, and you know, really to put it out there, I, um, I do it. It's going to sound hokey, but I do it because I enjoy it, and it's kind of like my little way of giving back. And in fact, to date, I have not charged anybody <laughs> for consulting. It's all been kind of on a pro bono basis. Um, you know, but, but times they are changing because (laughs) my time is just getting more and more precious. So, um, you know, I, it's not something that I am putting out there in terms of, you know, some long form sales letter or doing a bunch of marketing. It's purely referral based. And, you know, what I like to do that anybody that reaches out to me is find out whether I really think I can help them. And in a lot of cases I can't, especially, you know, when it's somebody that's just getting started out and their, their funds are super tight. You know, I, I really, I try to give them some resources and just tell them, you know, you got to go figure it out on your own because I, I'm not going to take your money. Um, you know, when you could be putting it towards inventory or towards advertising or something like that. So, um, (laughs) to put it simply, yes, I do, but it's, it's, it's very, very limited, very limited because it's not my main thing, but I, I really do enjoy helping people. Okay. Well, I can tell you right now that there will be a lot of, mothers of two daughters out there listening to this they're going to be very inspired by what you have said here today and are going to want to maybe contact you about that so and that is perfectly fine i am perfectly transparent and open and honest um and i I might not respond right away but i do try to respond to any messages that i get and and that kind of a thing and you know what i've what i've done is just created a very simple lead page and survey and it really helps me kind of at a bird's eye view, see where people are at in their business. And then, you know, I, I let people know that if I think it might be a good fit to explore further, I'll contact you. Um, that's kind of the way I've, I've been doing things. Okay. That's awesome. So where can people find that lead page? They, they can just go to kellyfideo.com. Kellyfideo.com. It's not anything fancy. I'm not an internet marketer and don't, don't claim to be one. And, never want to be one. No, no offense to all my internet marketing gurus that I follow and, and adore, but yeah, that's not me. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone's going to be passing any judgment. So <laughs> kellyfideo.com, I will have that in the show notes. And is there any other way that uh, people can get in touch with you? Yeah. LinkedIn is a good place. Um, you know, Facebook as well, but I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, um, you know, certainly when people send me friend requests, if, if I see that we have mutual friends in common and so forth, I'll usually accept um, so that's a possibility, but LinkedIn is really the best. You know, I, I try to keep my, you know, personal life, you know, uh, separate. I don't talk about anything about my business on my personal Facebook page or anything like that. 
Okay. Well, I will include your your lead page, your website, and your LinkedIn. Um, a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. And Kelly, thank you so so much for making the time to have this interview today. I really really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Good luck, and I know you're going to kill it this year. So keep on moving forward, and I uh, look forward to catching up with you later. Awesome. Thanks, Gordon. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. So what did you guys think of that interview with Kelly Fidio? I hope the sound of my son playing hockey in the kitchen didn't distract you too much. <laughs> but I thought that Kelly's story was very inspiring, to say the least. I mean, she went from, like, nothing to almost $2 million very, very, very quickly. And I know some of you are, are new to physical products, branding, and Amazon and things like that. Whether you shop on Amazon or you don't, and whether you have sold or even thought about selling on Amazon or don't, it doesn't really matter. I want you to understand that Kelly's situation that she explained is a very familiar and common one, meaning she created a brand, she kind of went and found some holes in the market to fill, and she filled those by designing something and then finding a supplier who could meet the production needs that she required and she launched on Amazon which anybody can do and she continues solely to use Amazon as her traffic platform for fulfillment for sales for traffic of customers for shipping for everything customer service and that's again something that anybody can do I'm going to explore the Amazon platform and how to get started on Amazon in a multi-part series. And that series is one that I created that is essentially my top five recommended ways to begin making money online. But within that top five list, Amazon.com is one of them. And I have a multi-part series dedicated to just Amazon.com. And I'll be getting into that here in the next week or so. And so if you are brand new to Amazon, there is a tremendous amount of content already out available for you to find, but I will break it down for you anyway. And if you're looking for additional help beyond that, I can help you find some of the best resources that I have come across that have helped me and have also helped some of the people that you are hearing in the interviews here on Wednesdays on the Fit Successful Dad podcast. So if you are just starting out and you are not sure what to do, that's actually a good thing. That means you are beginning to take action and that is what we want. We want to help create freedom for as many parents out there who feel stuck as possible. And a great place to start is to refer back to episode 11 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast where I break down the top five ways that I recommend beginning to make money online and then look forward to the upcoming episodes which dive deep into each of those five methods and also provide some resources and places to kind of begin. Uh, but at least referring back to episode 11 and listening to that will kind of get you started getting you into the mindset and get you kind of prepared to start taking action. And then if you're really serious, you can go and start researching all of those methods and maybe more or maybe brainstorming other ways that I didn't mention. But either way, those are great places to start. 
and you can start to piece together the path to either creating a full-time opportunity in one of those areas or a part-time which supplements your current income. Either way, there's plenty of money to be made and it's available for you to create a method to go make that money. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. If you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so. You can do that in iTunes or on Stitcher or through any of the common RSS feed platforms. And if you are getting value out of this at all, or if you think that there's someone you know who's getting value out of it, please go ahead and leave a review in iTunes or have that person leave a review in iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach, and the more people we can reach gets us to our ultimate goal of creating or discovering as many entrepreneurs as possible and helping them create the lifestyle that they are looking for and they desire. So with that, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Take care.